Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 329 for the week of December 6, 2014. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here with RP Gamer's weekly update to you about the news, what we've been playing, um, what we've been farming in World of Warcraft. Alice Wilkinson, what's your favorite thing you've done in WoW this week? Um, oh, I've mostly just been messing around with my garrison. That's a pretty good thing. Well, yep, uh, that's it. No, I'm I'm playing with my garrison right now, actually. Um, <laughs> I, I was actually just logging in just to check my garrison. <laughs> Alex Fuller joins us as well. Are, are you doing anything in your garrison? Do you even play WoW, Alex? I have never played WoW. Never played World of Warcraft. Nope. Oh, that was a pun. Wow. Uh, anyway, so what what what's your guilty pleasure then? 14, right? Something like that? Or 11? Uh, it would be if I could be bothered to log on at some point. Mm. Which I haven't done for about a month. There's an expansion coming to 14. Are you excited or do you not care? Yeah, I want to be excited, but there's too many other games at the moment. Too many other games. I'll probably get back into it in January. <laughs> So, are you playing a lot of games? You do reviews, so you must be. Yeah, I think, yeah, I've been playing quite a few games. Quite a few games. <laughs> Trying to get through them all before the awards. Ah, <laughs> uh, right, that's a good idea. And then we've got to plan for an award show for this, too. Um, Anna Marie Privateer is not with us this morning. She's out doing um, her annual Natsume party. Um, where they combine a business meeting and eating lots of sushi into one night extravaganza. She'll be back with me. She left yesterday morning. She'll be back late tonight because <laughs> um, they don't want to spend a lot of money putting her up in a hotel room, so they, they turn her around right quick. Uh, Jesus. I know. <laughs> that is quick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unless the there have been issues with the flights getting delayed out of San Francisco, so she may end up having another night there. Um, in oh, which case, great. I might be flying to the airport super early Sunday to get her. Woo! Flying, driving. I'd be driving to the airport, not flying. Um, <laughs> additionally, uh, Emmanuel Marino has not showed up yet. Hopefully, he will show up later, and we'll drag him into the podcast, kicking and streaming, or kicking and screaming, onto the stream. Yeah, if and when that occurs. For now, Alice, have you played anything other than World of Warcraft this week? Um. Well, I have put quite a bit of time into World of Warcraft. That's mostly been... I, I hit level... I think... Had I hit level 100 last time? I can't I remember. I don't remember either. It was two weeks ago, so... Yeah, it was two weeks ago. I think I, I was... It was either very close to hitting... I was either already level 100 or I was very close to hitting level 100. Mm-hmm. Um, which means all I've really been doing is... I upgraded my garrison to level 3, and I've just been doing the various things to keep it well you don't necessarily need to do anything to keep it going but i've just basically just been logging in every now and again and just uh keeping my missions up i haven't actually really done much in terms of like dungeon running or anything like that mm. so um to do dun- so i've done the same i've had the same experience as you i've uh gotten my garrison up to three i'm level 100 i'm starting to finish up upgrading all my i'm working on finishing up upgrading all my buildings to level three there's achievements mm-hmm. you have to do for all them before you can do that um, so it'll take a while for some of them. Um, I have done a little, I've done like one heroic dungeon. Um, and I had to unlock the ability to do heroic rating. So this time around you have our heroic dungeoning rather, uh, this time around you have to pass one of these proving grounds trials before they'll even let you queue for random heroics. Mm-hmm. Did you do that yet? Uh, I've done bronze. I haven't done silver yet. It's so that's cause... hard. 
Well, I did it during Mist. Uh, nah. Oh, you Sorry. did it before? Hmm. I did it during Mist, and it wasn't that bad. Well, so, maybe uh, that'll still count. I don't know if you have to do it again. No, it doesn't. Because um, oh. the, the achievements that you got during Mists got converted into um, uh, feats of strength. Oh, okay. And then you, you just have to do it again at level 100. I, I spent two hours doing my silver challenge uh, the other night. Um, I learned a lot about my class, though, which I guess is the point. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. I mean, uh, what buildings do you have at level three at this point? Oh, buildings? Um, at level three right now is just my um, my main garrison building and the uh, the mine. Um, and Oh, and the two profession buildings. Oh, I actually still haven't unlocked those yet. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know one, what unlocked them, but they've been unlocked uh, for me. Um, the achievement for the level three profession buildings is... Let me just check my achievements list. It's uh, complete 250 work orders. Oh yeah, I've been I've been cr- yeah I've been doing work orders I've, everywhere. I've only got two hundred and twenty seven done at the moment. So, okay. but I think I've got I've got enough queued that I should probably be pretty close to finishing like closing that out yeah, within the today. next couple of days. Yeah. Um, but the level threes I have are um, I have the level three barracks. I've literally just finished the level three mine. Um, crap. Those I think those are the only two level threes that I have right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Checking through my building list. Yeah, that's all I've got at the moment. Cool. Um, actually, for the profession buildings, I only have the plans. I haven't implemented them yet because I was short on resources. Oh, <laughs> as soon yeah, as I get the resources, I will build them. <laughs> yeah, so everything else I've got is it's level 2 or level 1. I haven't upgraded stuff like the herb garden. St- oh, so. you should upgrade it. Cause I am running I out of money why. now. <laughs> oh, money's easy. Money is... um. Just well, it's a lot more plentiful than it used to be. I'll give it that, yeah. but um, the the amounts required for plans plus upgrading is still quite low. Yeah, I like the level three profession building plans are all like a thousand gold each. Yes, but then you just do stuff, and all of a sudden, by the end of the day, you've got like a thousand more gold than you thought you had. And you're like, oh, where'd that come from? Um, hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, for the last upgrade, I just went and raided one of my alts. Oh, that'll work too. <laughs> Yeah, they can get the money back later. Need it on my main now. Sort of thing. So that's been my World of Warcraft. Sounds like it's been your World of Warcraft. Do you play anything else? Um, yes. Uh, I, I mentioned on the previous podcast that I picked up uh, Pokemon Alpha Sapphire. Yes, I got I got Ruby. Oh, we should trade at some point. We should. I don't know what to trade, but I've been I've been trying to be good about every area I go to. I don't leave until I've got the little crown that says I caught them all. Oh, I I kind of stopped doing that. Wow. In fact, I barely even started. But although I did make use of it to to grab some some interesting stuff while I was going through, um, I have actually finished the both the Elite Four and the little post game. Oh, you're story. way okay. Never mind. I'm way yeah, behind I am. you. I'm way, way ahead of you. behind you. <laughs> Somewhat funnily enough, the um, I am one of the few people who does keep the EXP share turned on because I don't play Pokemon competitively. And I I, why would I turn up. that off? Right, well, uh, according to uh, Cassandra, it does screw up EV training if you're doing oh, it. Good thing I'm not EV training. Well, yeah, no, I'm not either. If I, I were going I to play. EV train, I'd start by, you know... Using little uh, Poke Finder to find one with a three star potential, so I've got a good IVs to start with, and then mm-hmm. and go from there. Although interestingly, they have changed it. Uh, this is, I think, something that's changed 
between maybe Heart Gold and Soul Silver now um, okay. is that all of the legendaries ha- come with three guaranteed IVs, and I think what people re- sort of uh, frantically reset the game for is it's possible to get up to I think it's six perfect IVs or something. Right, I think that would be the max. Yeah, yeah, and so some people will just obsessively reset the game until the legendary is either a shiny or um yeah <laughs> it needs perfect ivs or to be really cool looking i don't really yeah. care one or the other um <laughs> i mean i since you haven't got to, uh, that far in the game you won't have unlocked the eon flute which is possibly the greatest key item that they've ever implemented in a pokemon game oh. um and cool. also uh, they have put a bunch of stuff in the post game that allows you to catch, uh, like previous legendaries. Yeah, well, like, I mean, they have there to, are a lot of legendaries in. They've Horus. got all the all the stones in there, right? So you gotta catch the legendaries. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, like in the basically in the post game. Oh well, the, the what the Eon float does is um, it summons either Latios or Latias. Uh, depending on which version you have, you'll have the one that's opposite to mine. Um, and it basically it turns them into an airship. Like you get to fly around a world map and go um, fly wherever you want. Beautiful. It basically makes HM02, which is fly, completely pointless because hmm. it's substantially better. Because <laughs> not only can you go from town to town, you can actually also land at any at the entrance to any dungeon that you visited previously. You can land at any route. You know, you can just land anywhere. Okay. As long as you visited there first, of course. Did they? Okay. Have they um, done anything to make berry gathering but better? So, no idea. Okay. Uh, aside from the fact that it is now substantially easier to get around the world map. Okay. Once you get the Eon Flute, which I think is right at the end of the game anyway, but. Um, <laughs> yeah. Actually, no. Thinking about it, I think you get the Eon Flute, I think, is either slightly before or slightly after the 8th. Gym. Yeah, that's close enough. So to it's before you beat the poke the, the yeah, it's like before you beat the eight four and stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, basically in that in that world map view, um, there are like numerous like small islands that are off the main like path. What is our legendary the, uh, the of Area Island or something? Yeah. yeah, basically you land on them, you find a. Um, some some of them are, you have to you know there's like um, hidden uh, things you have to do before they will appear, um, and then basically if you explore the area and you find a uh, a golden ring with the like a sort of void portal, and then when you activate that, it throws you into a random encounter with um, a legendary Pokemon that's that that area is for um so i already caught cresselia which i think was one of the wandering pokemon from uh diamond pearl and also one of the lake trio also from diamond and pearl oh okay um from what i know if you have all three of the lake trio in your party um uh, another portal will open up somewhere on the world map which allows you to catch either Dialga or Palkia, the ah, okay. time or space legendary, again, from Diamond and Pearl. Uh, if you have both in, of Dialga and Palkia in your party, you get another portal that allows you to catch Giratina. 
Um, but you can only get one of Dialga or Palkia, depending on which version you have. I get Dialga, I think, and you get Palkia. Does anyone use these legendaries competitively? Are they, they're not even allowed, oh, no, I, right? I believe the legendaries themselves are banned competitively. So why do people want them? Well, because they're cool. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, sense of completion, that kind of thing. Yeah. I think the only legendaries that are missing are possibly the legendary birds from Generation 1. Because I think there are uh, events to catch them in Pokemon XY. There are. Well, at least one of them. Yeah, I think um, I, I don't know that much about the how the mechanics work in XY because I I didn't gather it very far in it. But um, I think um, I don't know of any way to catch uh, those three in uh, Omega Ruby slash Alpha Sapphire. Mm. Other than that, everything else, like even I think even the X and Y legendaries themselves are actually also in um, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Really. Yeah, oh. I think what are they called again? Uh, Xerneas, Evital, and yeah. know, Ziggurat. I don't know what the Z one. Those is. ones actually no, I'm, no, I'm getting confused with the uh, the ones from Black and White, Kyurem and oh. uh, Zekrom. Yeah, that sounds yeah. right. Those I know those are in. Yeah, um, along with um, there that bizarre fuse version from Black and White too. Oh no, I, I didn't. You, do you can that. get that one as well. Oh. Okay. So yeah, I think it's the one, the ones that it's the legendaries that make an appearance in X Y, the ones that you can't get in um, Omega Rufi and Alpha, Alpha Sapphire. Omega Rufi, I like that. Omega Rufi. Uh, und, under the assumption, of course, that, uh, that Nintendo's making is that you already have those games and have played them obsessively. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the other ways to get the other legendaries, those is a you know nice consideration. Yeah, so, that sounds yeah, fantastic. Is, if you want to catch Pokemon, this is the game for you because all yeah. the features are about catching all the damn Pokemon. So, well, do you, do you want to talk about Dexnav or yes? Go it, on. Um, Dexnav. I've only exists. played one of the games. So. Oh, okay. What do you mean? Well, the other game I played on my list was NBA Two K Fifteen. Oh, um, I, I'm just saying Dexnav is awesome because it lets you search for good quality specimens of a specific Pokemon. So if you want to catch something nice to level up, um, you can do that. And the, the system, the more you track it, like it basically shows a picture of the area you're in and Pokemon that are in that area. When you found them all, it gives you a crown so you know you can stop searching for ones that you haven't found. Um, and then if you want to focus on getting better ones, you just press that one and it'll start scanning the area for that Pokemon. And there's kind of a random chance and you move around the area and that'll do better. Uh, it'll find you a Pokemon to, of that you have, type. You have to sneak up on them, though, because they yes. show up on the overworld map and you have to use the circle pad. to. So if you hate the circle pad, you might not like it. And then sometimes you'll be sneaking up and then you'll get in a random encounter and that really sucks. Uh, that's but what just, repels are for. That's a good point. Yeah. Lots of repels. Um, so in X and Y, I abuse the Pokemon system, Poke Miles system plus uh, Home Pass to basically, I've got unlimited potions and repels by using Poke Miles because I just get street passes up the wazoo. Um, I haven't figured out how to do that in this one, so I need to find a way to stock up on repels um, or well, figure out how a, to do this right. Um, you have, have you turned the street pass functionality on? <laughs> I believe I have, yet I've not encountered Poke Miles in the system whatsoever yet. And maybe I'm just not far enough in the game or something, but it's... Uh, possibly, because I know they are mentioned somewhere. I just can't remember where. At Mallville City, I bet, which I'm still not at. So, 
Um, oh, they've changed Morville City quite a lot, by the way, just so you're aware. Well, I didn't play like, the original Ruby and Sapphire. Neither so. did I, and that's the reason why I'm enjoying this one, oh, okay. because I never played the original. Um, so. Have you done contests at all? Uh, yes. Th- those look like they're a fun thing to do, but um, I, it's like a completely different method of training and stuff, so I don't know oh, yeah. how to do yeah, that Yeah, it's completely different. Um, yeah, and then there's a Pikachu to dress up. Yes, and you get a free you get a free cosplay Pikachu. They are making plush versions of the cosplay Pikachu's. Oh God, Nintendo! <laughs> the one in the in the red outfit looks pretty awesome. So I don't know. I may need to pick one of those up. So I I may I may I may um I may do the Pikachu stuff just because I think it's fun. Uh, so I'm having fun with this game, and yet I haven't played as much as I want because of uh, World of Warcraft. So I used uh, Pokemon to help get through my night shift. So ah, so you have a job where you can do that. I don't. Yeah. Um. um I- but yeah, it's it, as I say, I've, I've I've pretty much enjoyed myself. the The post game, the post game, like little episode there is is quite amusing because it's like, oh hey, we're going to try and introduce like a little bit of an like overarching plot into a Pokemon game. After wait, after the main story, yeah. <laughs> now now is the perfect time for plot when you're you're practically done. <laughs> now let's do plot. All right, fine. Yeah, it's it. so weird, but there you go. Okay, cool. And so, uh, I'm sure you've been putting then tons of hours in NBA 2K15, right? Well, not tons, but yeah, I put some time in. Really. I've almost- well, Over I have almost World put of Warcraft. In a, okay. I have almost put. In, I have almost finished a regular season. And I've only had the game for like a few days. All right. Does the game suck? Uh, no. Good. No, it does not. Um, um, the, the thing that really struck out. The thing that really stuck out for me was the thing I mentioned on my Twitter feed, though, which was. Um, you might need to catch game, people up. <laughs> not everybody. Sorry? Not everybody is probably keeping up to date on your Twitter feed. You may need to. Well, no. Um, the. Um, the game kind of uh, the, the the marketing this time around, at least for the PC version, is the PC version has is um, uh, the same as the ones released on PS4 and Xbox One. So there is a noticeable step up in graphical fidelity. Um, at the very least, the player models get that. Some of the NPC models are still a little bit suspect, but there you go. Um, uh, but the thing that really stuck out with me: real-time sweat physics. <laughs> Uh, what does that mean? Well, as the various characters play basketball, you begin to note that they are actually sweating quite a lot. Okay. Yeah, they've they've actually implemented like you know a whole uh like well sweat system, I guess. Realistic sweat modeling, huh? Yeah, realistic sweat modeling. It's a bit like real-time lotion physics, but with guys oh, no. instead of girls. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. Real-time lotion physics? I can't remember where I'm getting that from. I feel like it's uh, it's in someone's signature on the forums. I would expect it to come from Dead or Alive. Mm. If anyway. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was something. <laughs> me- I think it was something mentioned in regards to um, to Dead or Alive beach volleyball. I, um, so they but, put lotion on between matches. Uh, that was one of the mini games, I think. Oh, great. Um, yeah, but, it's, it's one of those games. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, real-time sweat physics. Um, 
yeah it, it's a thing um you know so basically you get a kind of visual representation about how much you're using your um like sprint slash stamina bar by how much your character like after about say a quarter of play and you know you maybe you don't get a long time out or something you got your character has a lot of minutes in game um yeah you, you know your character looks like he's sweating buckets by the time the half time whistle comes <laughs> they just look like they came out of the pool right um, I guess it looks a little like that oh, in extreme. Okay. I mean, one of the things I actually noticed was one of the things they brought back was um, uh, there's these little uh, I guess vignettes between matches, like for example, where you get grilled at like press conferences and stuff like that. Um, uh, you're playing the my career mode, yeah. Yeah, in the in the career mode, and um, you, there are a couple of times where the reporters um, like throw like hardball questions at your character and somewhat amusingly your character actually does start visibly sweating <laughs> you know, as if right, I guess if you have like, the system you should use it like that huh? yeah it's I don't know it's, it's, it's almost like um, it's gratuitous you know almost like gratuitous and how superfluous it is but it's kind of like well okay you've got a next gen you've got a next gen character modeling engine you probably wanted to like do something with it as well as increasing like um, uh, like increasing the sort of fidelity of the models themselves, they probably also were like, oh hey, we can we can incorporate something like this. Um, it's minor. It you know it's it's not anything that affects the game in any way at all. It is a purely visual effect. But so, how do the press conferences affect the game? Um, the press conferences, in, in similar to the previous games, um, they kind of inform your. Um, effectively inform your character's personality and stuff like that. So it modifies slightly the dialogue options that you get outside of games. Yeah, it sort of does stuff like affects how many fans you've got and how much the team yeah. like and stuff like that. Yeah. Do fans affect your play somehow? Uh, not necessarily, but... Um, bonuses for having lots of fans, basically. Yeah. It's 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 kind of the the sort of the simulation aspect is quite cute considering they basically like simulate a fake Twitter. I, I do like the fake Twitter. <laughs> is it called Twitter or they call it something clever? I I think they just omit the name of it basically. Oh, they okay. It, so they just call Check it your yeah, social they, network. Yeah, these yeah. hashtags and at so, and, and yeah. Yeah, it's got a hashtag. It's got at and stuff like that. It's like it's so blatantly Twitter. Oh, of course, yeah. Right. So. But they call it social media to avoid, you know, getting like Twitter, um, Twitter copyrighted. <laughs> so presumably because actually buying a license to use Twitter off Twitter is probably fairly expensive. And um, well, yeah, it shouldn't be. But whatever. Well, it, I, everything else is um, like uh, it has because they've got the NBA license. They've mm -hmm. got everything else that kind of rolls in with the NBA in that respect. So. Like all of the like so, the branding and stuff, the spray. So, logos. so M the NBA needs to like uh, launch a social network called Bucket, and <laughs> you know, and go from there. You can license that with it. I think it'd be perfect. Well, yeah, I mean, I uh, I suppose I haven't really played enough to say. Um, like, I I I generally haven't really played a lot of basketball games outside of the NBA series. I mostly hear at the NBA. Sorry, the the two K sports series are generally pretty good. Yeah, you know well, they're not quite as like gouge the eyes out 
um, terrible as as some of EA's sport titles. Well, the EA st- basketball game apparently, well, they took two years well, off and it was still think, abysmal or something like I that. I think yeah, I think well, I think EA was just like so um, fed up with that. They just kind of like, oh, we'll just let Two K have it at this point. Well, I think they've come back a bit more this year, but yeah, last year was just like. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think they had one last year. Um. Yeah, I don't think they did. Yeah, I think think last year was the year off where they're like... I'm not even sure if they've had one since 2012, actually. Well, they had canceled one after it had gone out. (laughs) And then the next year they were like, no. And then, like, all right, now we got one. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Something like that. Whatever. I I don't care. Um, (laughs) And then the hockey game people were complaining about this year. Yeah. Yeah. Issues with that. Stop with these EA games. I did note that NBA 2K15 does have like um like a very ultimate team esque mode. If you're familiar with is it for- um FIFA's one. 2K15 has an ultimate team. Yeah, I, NBA. Yeah, NBA 2K15 has an ultimate team mode. Basically. So they're they're copying EA. Okay. Yeah. Now that now that now they they want some of that EA pie. All right. So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there is. I'm pretty sure there is something to do with microtransactions, but since I'm pretty much only interested in the career mode, it, it just doesn't really affect me in any way, shape, or form. Hmm. Okay. So, I'm sure I'd be complaining about something or other, but no. Well, well that's what I, the internet was doing last night, because uh, you know, as it was our annual Game Awards show, not ours, but uh, the annual Game Awards show. This time, not on Spike TV. No, apparently Jeff Keighley um, funded these ones just out of his own pocket. Oh, he didn't fund it out of his own pocket. It was full of advertisements and trailer spots, and I'm pretty sure Nintendo funded it heavily. But, um, Oh, yeah, still, I mean, I, you know, I, I think I, all I remember hearing was that there was a lot of money contributed by Keighley himself. Okay, good for him. Uh, anyway, so I watched it last night, and I felt it was a lot better than the old video game awards shows on Spike. Um, which I guess is to be expected because you didn't have a major television network involved trying to tell you what they need for their viewers, and you could just kind of make the thing that you wanted to make. Um, Mm. uh, So it had a little bit better pacing, had a little bit less BS, but it was still chock full of trailers and advertisements for new games, which is, you know, okay, is this a award show or a, um, you know, press show? And, you know, it's obviously still mostly a press show with, trailer unveils and everything was marked world premiere everything is a world premiere like if they've if they put a new font on the screen it would be world premiere font you know it's it's the trailer has new subtitles well that's a world premiere trailer it's the first time you saw it with those subtitles so that that was a bit excessive um they literally had another no man's sky trailer and you know if you remember last year they had that awesome no man's sky trailer at the Video game awards or whatever, and now they had a new one, and it's like okay, it's just another No Man's Sky trailer. But now this, this is the world premiere new trailer for No Man's Sky, which uh, that's that exploration game that's coming out for PC or whatever. But uh, so that that was a little frustrating, but it actually was entertaining. Um, I liked watching some of the people talk. Uh, they had uh, some interesting musical acts, and there's some bad musical acts, but at least they had the interesting ones. <laughs> Some dude playing uh, a laser harp for part of the show, which was awesome. Uh, you don't get to see that instrument very often. Um, <laughs> and uh, we had uh, 
dude doing like live chip tunes from Game Boys that were hooked up to a to a, a soundboard. Um, like whenever they cut to break, which is you know yet another world exclusive trailer, usually is what a break was because. Uh, anyway, <laughs> they, they'd uh, go in and out to uh, cool chip tune music um, being played live by a by a DJ dude with his uh, with his little consoles hooked up there. It was awesome, and uh, it was it was entertaining. And I had fun watching it. It went on for like three and a half hours. It was really long, um, and but you know it seemed like a step in the right direction. And I look forward to next year. Maybe they can have fewer of the trailers and craziness and more of the awards. Cause they were literally at the point where they'd be doing interviews on the side of the stage. Like, Hey, here's Reggie from Nintendo. We're going to interview him for a few seconds about this thing that they got going on. And by the way, you won these two awards. It's like, okay. And then they'd have other full award presentations on stage actually. So that was a little well, odd. Probably glad. Probably a good thing. I just didn't bother watching it then. Cause it didn't, doesn't sound especially interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I found it entertaining. So I'll tell you that, and I guess there's I don't know what can I say. That's 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 where I'm at with it. Um, I mean, a curse, I mean, a cursory glance down um, uh, the NeoGAF topic list uh, does make it look like that. Um, uh, well, there, there was some stuff that I'd be interested in announced, but I don't necessarily care about you know sitting down and watching it unless there actually was a trailer for that star uh, for Star Fox. Um, they didn't have a trailer for Star Fox. Okay, that sucks. I think it just got mentioned during. It got the mentioned Zelda. during the Zelda show. Yeah. So at yeah. the end, they showed off gameplay of Zelda. It was literally Aonuma and uh, Miyamoto sitting down playing Zelda on the Wii U. Um, they didn't even, you know, it, it's just like you just watched the TV in the background as they were playing, so you could tell that it was all real footage and all that. Um, and they showed Link riding through the landscape on Epona, who has a really weird ass looking tail right now. Their tail physics need work, but whatever. Um, anyway, they uh, they're riding across to a, a tower in the distance, and it's like it actually took them over five minutes to get there, and that's supposed to show you how big the open world is and all this stuff. Um, and then during that, they mentioned, yeah, how about your Star Fox game? It's like, yeah, yeah, it's going to come out before Zelda does. And it's like, oh, okay. So Star Fox and Zelda are coming out this year, I guess. And then you could see a lot of Zelda footage, which you can go catch online. It looks like it might be good. They didn't show off any dungeons, though. And, you know, that's kind of important to the Zelda experience, at least usually. I don't know. Maybe they're changing that now. But um, so they're, they're, they're a little concerned there. It'd be nice to see some, you know, actual, you know, part of the gameplay that makes Zelda Zelda. But hey, whatever. Um, well, hey, I have a Wii U now, so yes. I guess I can play it. Did you, Um, so you haven't seen the trailer. Alex, do you see it yet? Yeah, I sort of flicking through bits of it. So, yeah, <laughs> Did you like what you saw? Are you excited? Not excited? It looked good, but it's not a game I've got much interest in. Oh, okay. Just actually, so. Open World Zelda, not your thing? Um, Zelda's not my thing in general. So. What do you think Link does? Does he just drive up and do like a drive-by against Moblins? Uh, how does an open world game work in Zelda, I wonder? All right. I'm being too silly. All right. So with, uh, what, what do we got? We got Zelda. Did they show off anything else that was an RPG? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, there was some new... Bloodborne trailer. Yeah. Um there was oh um codename Steam. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Code there's more codename Steam footage, but I don't I mean that wasn't really a big reveal or anything. We already know that's coming. Well I think that the multiplayer stuff. Okay. And there's a Witcher 3 trailer. 
Yes, uh, they did show some more Witcher 3, and they talk about how you're going to be playing as a second character in Witcher 3. Um, and they showed him, you know, they said he shows up in the trailer right at the end. Um, you didn't get to see what gameplay like him works compared to Geralt, but uh, they showed him. Um, and then, uh, what? Dragon Age Inquisition, one game of the year. So that's the other big RPG news, I guess, coming out of that, if that matters to you. I don't know if it matters to you. Does it matter to anybody? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the Game Awards. Uh, I would encourage you know go watch the videos. There was some fun stuff in there. And, of course, the, uh, like I said, the shows, I, I, I feel it was better this year and that it's going in the right direction. So there's hope. Yeah, you may not be happy with it, but I was entertained by the end. So I had fun watching it and doing stuff on Twitter. So that's something. All right, whatever. Uh, Alex, what have you been playing? Um, let's see. Beginning of the week, I finished off Dragon Age Inquisition. Oh, uh, is it your game of the year so far? <laughs> uh, so far, yes. Oh, uh, good. It's not got that much competition so far <laughs> this year, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. It's probably not quite as good as Origins, but it's a lot better than Dragon Age 2. <laughs> okay, that, well, that's good. It would be hard to not be better than Dragon Age 2 from what I hear. So that's true. I mean, I did put in about 70 hours in about two weeks. So 70 held, hours? It held my interest quite well. So tell me about Dragon Age Inquisition. Is this, this is the game where I have to be careful not to try and do all the side quests at first? Um... Maybe we're saying I if you do most, that, you might, you might ruin the side quests first. Okay, <laughs> so that first area has tons and tons of side quests, and they kind of intend for you to come back and do them later. But if you do them all, you'll be like over leveled for the rest of the game, and then the later zones don't have as many side quests. Is that was that your experience? Uh, not really. I think that oh, area okay. is just bigger than all the others. Okay, good. I'm uh, glad to hear that. that I mean, yeah, it is one way you you will come back to it quite quickly after you leave it in the first place for main plot reasons. So, did you yes, find you that you were having issues where like they were sending you to people like hey you should go talk to this person and you had already done their entire quest line uh, no not really I think they kept most of it sort of alright so these, I'm, I'm so. echoing complaints I've heard on over on other podcasts so um, to mm-hmm. hear that it wasn't the, the case with you is interesting uh, no, do you, what, I didn't feel that way but <laughs> what console did you play it on PS4 PS4 okay I'm trying to find someone who's played it on PC to f- see how, um, uh, you know, kind of the pause and play controls work on a keyboard and all that. Uh, yes, it is very much designed for controller, as far it, as I can it see. It seems to be, yeah. And that. Well, uh, it's like you have to hold down the right trigger to do the basic attack. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I did play it on easy, though, because. I couldn't be bothered with. That's okay. Tough house. No, no problem with easy street here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did you play anything well, else this week? Uh, I've weeks? been playing a lot of Tears of T- Tears to Tiara Two. All right, what is that? That is sort of visual novel strategy RPG hybrid. What? Wait, what? <laughs> a visual novel strategy RPG hybrid? Yeah. Well, it's basically strategy RPG with lots and lots of plot. Okay, um, well, you could say te- you know Final Fantasy Tactics had lots and lots of plot, right? Yeah, this probably has more. I mean, you, you will spend a lot of time in between battles reading text. This has more bedroom scenes, I imagine. 
No. Um, no, not so no? much. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> did you play Tales to Tiara One? No, because that was only released in Japan. Oh, okay. Do you not need to have played Tales to Tiara One then? I presume. No, you don't. They're set in the same sort of universe or worlds because it basically uses a real life map of Europe and then Plonk's fantasy equivalents okay. on there. So, Tears to Tiara One was basically set in the UK and used Celtic mythology. Well, TSTR 2 is set in basically Spain and the Roman Empire. So, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, it, this sounds like it could be terrible. Do you like it? You need it? to have a very particular taste in it. A very particular taste in it, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a game that fits me really well because I like visual novels and lots of plot. It's a game which didn't really suit wheels. So much. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Are we talking? Are we talking plot or plot? As in, I watch it for the plots, sort of thing. What? Just, just, uh, oh, uh, you know, you know, familiar with that meme? Oh, okay. No, no, I don't want to dignify it. <laughs> oh, thanks, Chris. <laughs> oh, <laughs> plot. All right. Um, it's actually got a very deep story. It's well structured anything like that it's just a lot of it so if you want to play it for the gameplay then no you're not really gonna you're gonna have to jump through a lot of story hoops so wheels doesn't like it so much i do like it um All right, and, and how's what about the gameplay of the of the tactical RPG? Like, what sort of tactical RPG is this like? Is this uh, more disguise style, tactics style? You know, where's this fitting in? Um, it's a bit more tactics style, but it's quite it's quite a basic system. There's no elevation things like that, but it's really solidly made, solidly built. I think Sting is one of the sort of two main developers in it, but oh. Wait, um, they made um, those GBA games everybody liked. Um, uh, I can't even remember the name of them. But uh, the anyway, the Department Heaven series or whatever. No. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. yeah, I think they're responsible for a lot of the battle system gameplay stuff. Okay. In this yes. game, so yeah, they've done they've done a very good job with the system. It's not too flashy, but it does the job very well. Cool. What? Uh, all right, and then um, are we talk? Do you have a job system, or do you recruit people? Do you have a big roster, small roster? You've got a big, you've got a big roster, sort of straight right from the start. So you've got a lot of unique characters. There's no, there's no sort of job system to speak of. It's fairly, fairly straightforward leveling and equipment system. Um, I think the biggest sort of departure is uh, the elemental system, which works. You've got two groups of elements and they sort of have their own effectiveness and then effectiveness against the other groups and then sort of that changes sort of as battle goes by sort of how effective each element is at the time alright so okay. you've got to sort of keep track on that so that's based off like a, a in-game time progression or based off each battle is just different I think it's based off um, number of turns oh within think- the battle yeah. Oh, geez. Okay, that's a lot to keep track of. Hmm. 
and uh, you know, it's just one of those TRPGs where you have to worry about everyone staying alive, or does it not matter if people die as long as you win the map, or how's that work? Yeah, it doesn't matter if people die as long as you win them. Yeah, win the battle. Win the battle. So there's, yeah. no, there's no permadeath or anything like that, or ridiculous game over conditions, <laughs> <laughs> like natural doctrine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It does have an elephant. That's okay. an important thing. One, one of the party members is an elephant. <laughs> it has an elephant. Is the elephant its own character, or does somebody ride the elephant? Someone can ride the elephant if you wish. Okay, great. And um... yeah, he carries around the um, sort of quadriga with him, and you can use that to summon reinforcements if you. Hmm. So if the elephant if the elephant dies or the quadriga gets destroyed, you can't summon any more reinforcements. Mm-hmm. So, all right, what, what did I miss there? Uh, tactics, how we fight, how the leveling works. Uh, people die if it matters. Oh, I guess that's all the basics. Okay, yeah, tears to tr two. I like Funitmana in the chat room's asking about it, and then he realized once you mentioned Elephant that it's Tears DDR too. So I guess that's the standout yep. thing. Um. <laughs> it's the quite obvious thing when you see the look at all the screenshots. Oh, it's an elephant. Should we buy this? Should people get on buying this thing or wait for it to drop in price? What do you think? Um, it depends on your taste. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got a review up yet? Like, if, if you like visual novels, then pick it up. <laughs> uh, we got a review up, right, from Wheels. Yeah, but Wilson's is a crazy person. He's a crazy person. Okay. Yeah. Because he liked Natural Doctrine, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he didn't like that, so he's also a crazy person for that. So <laughs> I love it. It's like basically you have to decide: Are you the do your tastes align with Alex or with uh, Michael? Depending <laughs> on which one. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what is which of these two games you should get? All right. Yep. Fair enough. I will, I will be second opinioning it. Oh, okay. Good, good. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, the choice of reviews. <laughs> um, uh, so let's uh, uh, let's go into. Hold on, I've got a cat that's won't get out of the way of my mouse. Simon, he just wants to be on the stream. He's just a camera hog. All right, so we don't have feedback this week uh, from the thread or the phones because um, nobody left any. And my inbox, oh, it's getting scarier and scarier. Um, Maybe one day I will clean it out and then we can start reading emails and I'll have a bunch of them. Oh, wait, here's one that just says question of the week. Um, Hey, wow, that's from October 3rd. Is that how behind I am on RPGcast email? All right, wow. I'm going to read it since I have it in front of me. So here we go. Do a whole episode on this. Uh, <laughs> well, this one, I found it, so I owe it to him. I'm going to read it. This is from Aaron. Uh, excuse me. This is from Bograt. Um, Hello. In answer to changing gaming habits, I found that the more grown up I get, the more I gravitate to kitty handhelds. I realize that calling them kitty might be offensive, but I do think there's a stigma among non-gamers that the Vita or 3DS are glorified children's toys. I've tended towards handhelds for several years, more so since marriage and kids, as it's easier to play in bed or in spare moments rather than using the TV in the front room. However, over those years, I've been pleased that gaming on handheld is seeming less of a compromise compared to console or PC gaming. The hardware has improved to the stage where full 
powerful console experiences are possible on handheld, which is great. PS4 Remote Play I found awesome, and the idea of Witcher 3, Persona 5, Final Fantasy 15, etc. in bed I find unbelievably exciting as someone who used to play cut-down Game Boy Color versions of PS1 games, Metal Gear Solid, Azure Dreams, etc., rather than the far superior console originals just due to convenience. The idea of not having a compromise is great. For anyone in my situation who wants to catch up on some PC gaming, I have to give a shout-out to the Asus T100 netbook. It's only a couple hundred pounds in the UK. Don't know how much that is in the States, but would that be like, what, um, 350 pounds, right? Oh, 150. A couple hundred, he said. So, oh, yeah, three fifty. Yeah, probably three fifty. Yeah. So, but don't know how much that is in the states, but it plays Fallout Three, Oblivion, Dragon Age Origins, all without a hitch. People on YouTube also seem to be running Dark Souls Two, Mass Effect Three, etc. at okay frame rates. It plays Dragon Age without a hitch, really? Okay. The main advantage for me is that it's also fanless, so it is completely silent, unless you count the very crappy, uh, unless you count the crappy, very loud mouse pad buttons. Every time you swing your Lord in Oblivion or select a dialogue option, your wife will leap out of bed thinking someone's trying to kick the door in. Oh, that's pretty good. That's a loud mouse pad. Uh, that's all. Love the show. Been listening for years. We need more podcast romances and weddings. Please like Chris and Anna. Manny and Alex, my money's on you two. <laughs> all right, Manny, Alex, you, you heard. All right. Alice has already spoken for us, sadly. So let's see. What? For podcast Wait. romances. They want, so they, want, they want people to get hooked up on the podcast. You're already spoken for, right? No. Hello. What? <laughs> yeah. You just listen to the episode. You can catch up later. All right. <laughs> hey, I was paying attention, or was trying to. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yes, I am already spoken for. Thank you. All right. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> make sure I've got no uh, things uh, causing Skype problems here, since we seem to be having issues communicating. All right. Paused and paused. All right, cool. Uh, sadly, there is no pause this week because she is uh, in California, as I mentioned already. But uh, I love making puns about her name. So uh, let's get into the news. Uh, first off, uh, you wrote a story, Alex, about uh, hyper devotion noir. noir. Yes, I did. Let's see what's going on. Hyperdimension noir, goddess Blackheart. This is the TRPG version of the hyperdimension games, right? And yeah, it's some form of spin-off. Yeah. I don't know how they all connect, but whatever. Uh, so we show, you've got a video showing off um, like the Lily system and stuff like that, which is tracking uh, the The characters. video is just the opening movie. Oh, okay. Well, we got the opening that, movie up, and they've been talking about the Lily system, which is some sort of bond system between the people and activates special moves and goddess transformations and whoever cares, uh, whatever. Um, it's coming out early 2015, both digital and retail in North America and Europe. Go check more media out about it now if that's something you're interested in, which it is for my wife. Um, we're in the middle of trying to plan out buying all the Rebirth titles. Does anybody know Hyperdimension Neptunia Rebirth 1, um, the remake of the first game? It's out on Vita. It's out now, I believe. Published by Tecmo Koei instead of by um, NIS America, because Tecmo Koei is doing these now, right? Was it, uh, isn't it Idea Factory International? Oh, I guess I didn't think Idea Factory had a label here. Okay. So it's yeah, Idea Factory created... International. All right. Yeah, it's got some of the ex-Nisa staff, I think. Oh, that's right, because a lot of them left Nisa. I forgot about that. 
Oh, so confusing. Yeah, they um, went over to Idea Factory International. So. Okay, so my question is this. Neptunia was, you know, people didn't like the gameplay, but they loved the writing. Um, is that preserved in the, the Rebirth? The Rebirth, I think they used the battle system based on Neptunia Victory. No, no, but I don't... Forget forget the battle system. I, oh. I want to know, is the writing preserved? Like, um, it, it, is the translation quality still as good as the original? I guess so, but I haven't played, so I don't, wouldn't... Yeah. I wouldn't know. And I haven't seen mention of that among people, so I don't know if our review covers that and stuff, and it makes me sad. Oh, we um, don't have a review yet, so... Yeah, exactly. That's my problem. We don't have a review yet. Um, okay, go, go and bug Agent, because he's the one who's got the Oh, game. is he working on it? Okay. Right. Well... Working well. on it is off to fourth. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I know he was busy complaining about the awards last night, so let's see. Um, all right, so if anybody out there, if you could let me know, you know, post in the show thread, board.rpgamer.com, latest updates, find the podcast thread, tell me about Dimension Rebirth's translation. Is it still as good as the original? Um, I'm sure it's a little different since it's a different company, unless they just license the original translation somehow um let me know because this matters to me so anna wants to play the vita version she'll be getting that and playing that but if the original version is better writing i'd rather deal with the old, the crappy battle system and have the better writing so i gotta figure that out because we have both in this house because we're stupid um let's see paradox interactive has halted development on a game called rune master which i didn't even remember was a thing Oh hey yeah, that was that RPG that they were they were making. Well, they're not making it anymore. Um, huh. <laughs> it's frozen until further notice. Probably going to be canceled. Development teams moved to other projects, so I guess wherever the funding was coming in from, that either dried up or they decided they're not going to do it. Who knows? Well, I think they said quality issues was the quality issues. Okay, so the game was sucking. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of games that may or may not suck, depending on your view of the world, Etrian Odyssey is getting a mashup with a mystery dungeon. So, if you like Etrian Odyssey games, which a lot of people here at RP Gamer do, and you like mystery dungeon games, which is not as ubiquitous of a liking here, some people like them, some people can't stand them. Um, Pseudo roguelikes are kind of a big deal right now, so it's probably a good time for a mystery dungeon game to come out. They're going to have a mystery dungeon Etrian game coming out in spring 2015 here in North America. Um, Atlas and Spike Junsoft are the two who are involved in the release of this one. Uh, it's called Etrian Mi- Mystery Dungeon. <laughs> and you have uh, Etrian Odyssey party building. So you got like land snakes and all that stuff that you're building from like Etrian Odyssey 4. And Mystery Dungeon for the crawling of the dungeon. <laughs> and you uh, you have uh, 10 different classes and you go through random dungeons and you have party like four person parties, which is weird in Mystery Dungeon because all the time you get in these situations where you've got like you're in this tunnel and there's a monster in front of you and your other party members are behind you so they can't attack. So I don't know how this is going to work. I don't know how this is going to work at all. <sighs> Any of you guys care about this? No, not no. really. No, not really. I think it looks intriguing. Um, I hope they can make it fun. Etrian Odyssey sure seems to be getting combined with a lot of things nowadays, don't you think? It, it's interesting that it's kind of the base for any sort of crossover. We've got yeah, Persona. Well, yeah. Well, I think it, even the non-crossover is getting 
Well, you know how you know how it used to be like licensed property plus mystery dungeon for a while. I feel like now we're in the day where it's licensed property plus Etrian, and now it's just weird to have Etrian and mystery dungeon together because I I don't know which of the two is the licensed property. It's just very confusing to me. I'll I'll stop being confused now. Dragon Quest Three is out on iOS and Android. Um, as usual, our recommendation for the Dragon Quest ports is to not buy them unless you're desperate. Because um, as far as I know, they have not made. From what I saw on the screenshots, they didn't make any improvements to the interface system. So I'm sure if Manny was here, he would say no. But if you want ten bucks and it's yours, uh, it has new end game dungeons and mini games too. So if you really want to play Dragon Quest Three. Um, yep, yep. And you've got a uh, iOS or Android device. You're good to go. Elfadia Genesis. This is a JRPG from Chemco, which might be why you've never heard of it. Um, Chemco puts out a lot of little JRPGs. Uh, they publish them on mobile. People usually complain about the translations, and uh, they're they're there and they're inexpensive. Well, Natsume has been relocalizing some of them. Um, to show up on various Nintendo handhelds or the Wii U. Um, Alpha 88 Genesis specifically is coming um, out for Wii U. Like, um, I think it's out now, isn't it? I think it got delayed. Uh, but let me check. Alpha Genesis Wii U. It might be out. Let's see. Alpha Genesis, Nintendo.com, Nintendo.com, Nintendo.com. Do you have... Hey, it's out. Yeah, you're right. November 20th, it came out. So that just came out. Um, you know, not so many did their own localization, and, you know, they do some cleanups of the games usually. Um, and then a lot of people... Well, keep in mind, my wife works does work for Natsume. So she tells me the feedback from people is that the Natsume versions of the Chemco games are a lot better than the Chemco versions of the Chemco games. But... Uh, I. You can go and validate that independently. This one's going to come to Steam. So while it's all, it just came out on Wii U, now we've got this marketing situation. We're like, oh, now we're going to be bringing this out to Steam. It looks like, uh, uh, what is it? Marvelous Europe is bringing it out. And yeah, the other one's doing well, a... that too. released a press release. So yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's coming out in January 2015. And I, I don't know if the translations... It's not going to be the Natsume one. So it'll probably be... The original one, or I don't know if that, uh, Marvelous Europe is going to do a new one or anything. Um, yeah, I know Anna was unaware of this. <laughs> um, yeah, she contacted me immediately after I wrote the story. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to see the press release, I bet, and share it yeah. with her Natsume people to make sure they were aware of it. But uh, I don't, yeah, and I won't tell you anything else I heard about that whole debate because it was shared in confidence. So. <laughs> Um, let's see. So we've got, yeah, so that's coming out on Steam. So that if you want to play a mobile port for much more money, um, you can play it on Steam in January for $12 instead of like probably a few bucks like it is on iOS and, uh, however much it is on Wii U where it has the Natsume translation instead. So think about all your options there and read some reviews because I'm going to bet the Steam version may not be as fun to play as the Wii U version just given... Um, how much effort I know Natsume puts into these versus necessarily what the other people do. But whatever. doesn't matter. Um, we have some uh, videos up talking about that Etrian uh, Mystery Dungeon game. So I mentioned it earlier. I should have mentioned this too. we got videos up. Go check them out. See lots of gameplay. Um, Type 0 HD. 
what is this? They've got a, oh, they've got a new trailer. That's what it is. Story trailer. So you can go check that out. Uh, just as a reminder, Type Zero HD is out in March 17th in North America and March 20th in Europe. Blackguards 2 as a date. You excited, Alex? No? Meh. I did not like Blackguards 1. Yeah. I it was okay. I, it just felt so undone that I couldn't stand playing it anymore, so I gave up well, on it rather quickly. Well, when you get to the ending, it feels especially undone. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so it, it just, has a big cliffhanger? <laughs> no, it doesn't even have a cliffhanger. It just ends. And oh, even better. <laughs> so this story that wasn't really gripping me to begin with doesn't have a great result. Oh. Anyway, Blackguards 2 will be out on January 20th, uh, PC and Mac, uh, digitally 30 bucks in the US. And that's... I loved making my character in Black Guy, Blackguards, I'll, I'll say that. So I really liked, I was like, oh, this is a pen and paper system, isn't it? And I go, boom, 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 choose all my skills, have no idea how that really translates into gameplay, and then decide I didn't like the gameplay enough to find out. <laughs> all right, so Kingdom Hearts 2.5 has a trailer. Yay. Um, it's out now. It's sitting on my, my kitchen table. So if you didn't know that, you should go buy your copy of Kingdom Hearts HD 2.5, and uh, you too can be in the chicken little world or whatever that is a billy hatcher no that's chicken little billy hatcher's a video game yeah okay uh persona q is out and we've got a schedule for all the dlc content that alex put up thank you alex so you can see all the narrator navigator voices that they've got available and all these sub personas two of which are free so you can go get kaguya and orpheus talos right now for free in your persona q um, except in your fear in Europe, we don't know when you're getting them. Actually, I think we get them at the same time. Oh, you did find out? Okay, good. Because the story yeah. said that it wasn't confirmed. So, okay, yay. Um, blah, 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 blah. There was an announcement of Criminal Girls in the past couple of weeks, which is. what? What is Criminal Girls? It's scary looking. Yeah, it's one that uh, Gaijin is very surprised is coming over. Mm. <laughs> so it's that risque, huh? Hmm. Yeah. There was also the announcement of a limited edition, which we haven't posted yet. Yeah, um, I saw that on NIS's store. So, <laughs> players are required... You're terrible. Players are required to lead the titular crew of girls, each representing one of seven sins on the path to redemption. That's, that's... That wasn't intentional. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> All right. Some new screenshots for the title have also been released. So, we've got screenshots for it. You can go check it out on NIS's site and on our site. Everyone's dressed in like a prison uniform. And Anna tells me that your goal here is to level characters up by beating them. Because that I don't, pleasure is punishment is growth or something. I don't know what's going on. It's called Criminal Girls Invite Only. It's a bit risque looking, and somebody has really large tracts of land. Uh, let's see. Dark Souls 2 is getting a rematch. Wait, do you want to tell people what's in that collector's edition? Do you have yeah, it? I'm not very, it's the usual. The usual? <laughs> yeah. Art book, soundtrack CD, yeah. <laughs> box. Okay. A fancy box. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Um, NIS is still having their little sale, right? Or is that over? Uh, there were lots of sales going on, but you probably already knew that. Yeah, the holiday sale is still going on at NIS America. So I will plug this because if you spend like 30 or 40 bucks, you get a pretty ornament for free. So if you care about pretty merchandise, you probably want to go check out the NIS store and see if that's a thing for you. Um, 
You can also get uh, Lucky Cats themed after an anime there. Anyway, limited edition. Yeah, you're right. Oh, House has keychains. You forgot the keychain. Other than that, yeah, art book box. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Dark Souls 2 is getting... Oh, yes, uh, Alice? Oh, that was me actually muting. Oh, okay. It sounded like you were unmuting. That thing is so loud. We've got to fix that because that is disturbing. <laughs> it's just a yeah. funk. It sounds like you're hitting a bass drum. Just funk. <laughs> We've got to do something about that. Contact cleaner or something. Um, let's see. Dark Souls 2 is getting a re-release for PS4, Xbox One, PS3, 360, and PC. Wait, it's getting a re-release for the old systems? Oh, because it's like well, a game of the year version. Uh, yeah, it's getting a patch for the old system. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So everyone else gets a patch. So my question is, um, okay, so what if I'm on the PC? Do I need to rebuy it or not is what I'm confused no, about. No, I think you get all the content in the patch. Okay. So PC owners patch. get a patch. Players who purchase the re-release, you say on PS4. Oh no, you don't. Zach says on PS4, Xbox One, and PC receive other upgrades. So I, yeah, I hope it's just you get the patch because that would be really crappy to have two versions on the PC like that. Uh, don't do that, guys. All right, April seventh in North America, April third in Europe. Um, you can see our North America bias there. Even though Europe gets it first, we list America first. It's terrible. Uh, Pocket RPG is an old iPhone game. It's coming out on Vita. I don't know if you should care. Um, I played it a little bit. I never got into it, but um, it seems expensive for $15 when you can get it on, like, you know, iOS for, like, a dollar or two. <laughs> but whatever. It's a third-person yeah. dungeon crawler meets dual-stick shooter, and there's a lot of looting. Um, yeah, I don't think Mac was too impressed with it because I think he's played it. I, I've played it on iOS a while back, and no, there's... no. <laughs> let's see oh speaking of neptunia rebirth uh neptunia rebirth 2 got a date uh north america is on tr- january 27th for both the physical and digital formats uh it'll be digitally available in europe on the 28th and physically on the 30th and uh, they've made it clear that it's compatible with the playstation tv so i know Two new Etrian Odyssey titles were announced. Uh, we already talked... Uh, I'm going in the news kind of in reverse order since last time. So we already talked about Etrian Odyssey and Mystery Dungeon, but what we didn't talk about is that Etrian Odyssey 5 was also announced. Um, which uh, there's just a basically a Japanese trailer. I don't have any English media or anything for that. So I don't know why they haven't talked about that here yet. But Because well, it was just announced. So well, they, they, they've had plenty of coverage for Mystery Dungeon, though. Yep. That's been announced for localization, though. It's, it's got slightly less amount of localization for Mystery oh, Dungeon. Oh, okay. So it was just a localization <laughs> announcement for Atrian. Okay, for Mystery Dungeon. I I didn't realize that. Oh, no, actually, it was both. But I think Mystery Dungeon has less work to do when you localize it. So Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> the, the Atrian Odyssey 5 trailer here, there's no gameplay shown. So that's another issue. <laughs> one game oh, yeah. is done. All, all, we, know, all we know is that Etrian Odyssey 5 is a thing. Okay, got it. Etrian Odyssey 5 is a thing and has a fancy trailer, which if you can read Japanese, good for you. Uh, let's see. We've got a Kickstarter check-in on a game called Americana Dawn. Americana Dawn, which is apparently a game that was on Kickstarter but left Kickstarter and is now back. I don't know what's going on. Or it's back just on Kickstarter because there was an earlier version that wasn't on Kickstarter, and this is a better and improved version, I bet. Yeah, that sounds more like what's going on. Okay. 
So go check that out. See if you like it. We got some videos up. Make your own decision. I'm not going to tell you whether or not you should sponsor that. Um, I'm I'm too busy sponsoring crappy games on Indiegogo about um, dragon dating simulators because I want crazy-ass stuff like that to come out into the world because pigeon dating was not enough and alpaca dating was not enough. We need dragon dating. Um, all right, so Kickstarter check in Americana Dawn. Beyond the Beyond. Um, we have a retro review up for. Here's This is our review section. Menke reviews Beyond the Beyond. Go check it out. Um, Scott Wachter reviews Deus Ex The Fall, the PC version of that iOS game. Um, both of those games don't do so well. Uh, Michael Apps reviews Destiny. And here we go again. If you, if you do, you agree with Michael Apps or not agree with Michael Apps? So, uh, he gets a more favorable score. Go check that out. That's what I got for reviews. And then, and then, before I set, go any further, Alex, have I missed anything important? Uh, Moon Factory Four. Oh, right. How, how's that working? Rune. Fa- so tell me about Rune Factory Four. What's the news? Oh, well, it's happening. It was. Yeah, it was it was going to be released for Europe, yeah. and it was cancelled for Europe after the developer went bust. Yeah, but now it's going to be released for Europe again. Who's putting it out in Europe? It is Exceed slash Marvelous. Well, they're Marvelous USA, but yeah, it's Exceed is actually doing the publication on the eShop only. Okay. So this is oh this is so weird. I'm I'm reading their their Rune Factory wiki page and somebody did a bad job of updating it and Okay, so it's just gonna be in the eShop, right? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I think Exceed had to sort of do all of the coding stuff to get it to work on PAL, so that's why it's taken I've, a while and they sort of kept it hidden until they got it to work. I've heard that um Marvelous sometimes doesn't like to work with you to do a lot of post-release coding stuff, or that that can be a pain. I don't know yeah. where I've heard that from. I, I I can't imagine where I've heard that from. But uh, that doesn't surprise me too much. Except, of course, that Xseed is owned by Marvelous, so you figure that that would be easier, right? Well, the difficult here was that the original developer went bust. Yeah. Which is what, usually the actual original developer will do most of the coding stuff. Right, right. So they couldn't do it. So, but basically, they had to sort of try and negotiate to get access to the source code so they could do it themselves and things like that. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Well, yes, um, if it's you coming out next week, that, so yay. Yeah. And that's and that's basically because you have to put in all the use into the words, right? That's what holds up things for. That's why you can't just use the U.S. version of the game. Oh yeah, totally. I, but I, you know, what? I I think it really is stuff like that. And, and um, just stuff that affects the rating, and and there are certain localization requirements for release. It's just that's silly. Well, and I know yet, in the earlier systems it was because televisions actually ran on different frequencies, yes. so there was a bigger issue there. Yes. I'm not actually sure. I don't actually know how much spelling comes into it because I've not actually noticed misspellings, but it could be because I'm used to it. It's not something I've actually checked for. <laughs> I do know that there there are things like the ratings regarding alcohol and stuff are different between Europe and the U.S. Ratings is a big thing, and so like you'll have to change references to alcohol in order to maintain the same level of rating you wanted to target with your game and stuff like that. 
So yeah, it's know. also if you want to get it into more than one country as well, you have to do other languages. Oh, yeah, you're right. And yeah. Germany's rating system is different than everybody else's. And, of course, you need to localize to German. And Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Germany has different I think um, Scandinavia has a different one as well. So oh, Fun. Yeah, game localization is hard, folks. That's why this stuff takes forever and sometimes you just give up an import instead uh all right let's see yeah, we got and we do notice when you use google translate <laughs> as demonstrated aptly by sword art online sword art online used google translate well it it results in a localization that looks very similar to what you would get if you use google translate <laughs> so i know that a lot of times an automatic translation will be a starting point um, just give people a little bit to work with when they're going to do the localization, which uh, even that I kind of disagree with. But yeah, that now that I've seen a localization done by my wife um, for a very, very, very small game, it's like, oh, yeah, that's that 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 stuff that didn't come over right. You better read you better get the original gist of that line and figure out what they actually meant. <laughs> um, eh. OK. Well, let's uh, let's cover what's coming out next week, um, starting two days ago, going through the tenth. That's weird. Hey, my original site that I like for the uh, for the uh, release dates kind of updated, so I've got something to go off of this week. And if, folks, if you have a good release date site, please let me know because I I hate everything I've found, either because they don't update enough or because I don't like the format they put it in. So please let me know. All right, and Alex, I I like what you've been doing, but it's it's not covering everything so i'm I'm looking for more yeah, um, everything requires too much work well no and the other thing is you're also you you kind of focus on the current week rather than the week ahead um and i'm trying yeah, to that's, week that's ahead I'm, going, yeah, I'm going off of the eu the psm blog and ah. nintendo press release and stuff like that and they always just do the what just came out yeah yeah i, wish well, I think would... nintendo, nintendo europe's the only one that does it ahead of time but that's sort of from monday to thursday that would be nice <laughs> if they all did that wouldn't it it would. <sighs> All right. So PlayStation 4 gets Lara Croft in the Temple of Osiris. Uh, this, this person didn't cover the 360 or PS3. Do they just not have no games out this week? It's possible. Wii U gets Captain Code. Captain Code. Captain Toad. Treasure Tractor. <laughs> okay. And then uh, Fire Emblem on the eShop Virtual Console. Load Runner in the eShop Virtual Console. Lucadian Chronicles. Never heard of it. And the NES Remix Pack, which is also available on eShop. That's a $30 pack of NES Remix 1 and 2. Um, that's also coming out on 3DS Ultimate NES Remix, which is a little different. And I'm still unclear about what's different between the two versions. Um, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney Trilogy comes out on 3DS. Yay! Disney Violetta Rhythm and Music. What the heck? And Christmas Wonderland 4 on the eShop for $10 on 3DS. What is that? Uh, let's see. Uh, Xbox One gets threes for $7. You know, threes, that nice game on iOS that got copied and made worse by the game 2048 and then released for free. Um, let's see. PC gets a bunch of stuff. Let's see. Adventurer Manager. Uh, Basket Bell, Bliss, Club Manager, Dead State, Demon Hunter, Chronicles from Beyond, Distance, Dokoro, Frontline, Longest Day, Galcon 2, Galactic Conquest, I, Zombie, Kings of Kung Fu, Lara Croft in the Temple of Osiris, School of Dragons, what? Sinking Island, and Skill Tree Saga. 
I need to check out what Skill Tree Saga is. I love the idea of a name that's a game based just about leveling skill trees, possibly. If that's what they're doing here, I want it. Skill Tree Saga. Uh, <laughs> sadly, I don't think that's what it's about. It's Skill Tree Saga is the first roguelike RPG set in Adventuria. Adventuria, really? The world oh, of the, the Dark Eye. That- yeah, that's the Blackguard setting. Oh, okay. Huh. Well, I like the Blackguard setting. Let's see. There's skill trees. and But it's a roguelike, so I lose my progress? Choose to play as a human, elf, or dwarf and battle randomly generated opponents in over 100 stages, developing a set of magical, enhanceable skills. This looks a bit questionable. Um, I'm going to read a review if I can find one. Yeah, I saw, I saw some video and screens and it didn't look very good. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. All, that's the word. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone picking up uh, Captain Toad? You've got a Wii U now, Alice. I'm not that interested in it. Sorry. All right, fine. Yeah, I won't be either. <laughs> all right, fine for all of you. Um, we'll probably pick up Ace Attorney just because we like owning those games as many ways as possible. Um <laughs> And I'm curious to see if they fix the translation issues that plagued the iOS version. Um, and then I think that's it, guys. I'm out of stuff to talk about. Well, my console update wasn't that big this week. You can read that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Did I get yours? I'm sorry. There it is. Okay. All right. <clears throat> yeah, it was huge before. And then the one that, uh, that, uh, that Sam that did was, was giant. Yeah, that's stupid. Black Friday thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So now this, we're no longer looking back. I don't know where we're looking. Uh, you don't have dates on here, but that's okay. It's not your fault. Um, North America new releases. Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> so this already came out. So this is what came out the past week, which oh, I should have done it first then. Okay. New releases was Fantasy Hero Unsigned Legacy on the Vita for $15. What the heck is that? Fantasy it's- Hero? Yeah, um, it's sort of like an RPG RPG thing. It's Um, by Arc System Works. I'm supposed to be reviewing it, and it looks... uh, That's not a good sign, is it? It looks mediocre. (laughs) But it's it's an action RPG on your Vita. So, (laughs) at the same time, it's an action RPG on your Vita, which by itself sets it apart. You have something to do on your Vita. All right, Fire Emblem, the original Fire Emblem, we talked about that coming out on Wii U Virtual Console for $8.00. Dragon Fantasy Book One and Two come. It's uh, on sale on the PS3 for eight dollars. If you're PS Plus, it's six bucks. Great value. Um, of course, that game has come out on every platform imaginable and soon to come out on the 3DS. Um, you might want to wait for that version for like kind of the bestest, most recent version. But um, if you want to play it on PS3, that's a great place to play it too. Risen for three sixty five dollars gold exclusive. Risen Two Dark Waters three sixty five dollars gold exclusive. Don't play your don't play these games. What are you doing? Don't play these games. Why why would you play these games? Don't 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 play those games. Falling Skies the game for PS3, $30. Don't What are you doing? Don't play that game. Should I should I be so blunt? Maybe not. South Park the Stick of Truth. Okay, if you're into this, you should probably play this one. Um 20 bucks on PS3, PS Plus $16. Sword Art Online Hollow Fragment. I hear you shouldn't play this game either. Um well, if you like hilarious translations. If you like bad translations, okay. $28 yeah. on Vita, $24 if you're PS Plus. Is it worth $24, Alex? Mm. Only if you're into tra- hilarious translations? Not quite. 
Not quite twenty four dollars. It's got decent gameplay. I'd say if it's found fifteen twenty dollars, that sounds like a good price. Is it just based off the show's story, or is it a, its own thing? It's a bit of both. So it's sort of based on the show's story, then sort of deviates into another direction. Okay. Tales of Symphonia Chronicles, $10 on PS3. PS Plus, it's $8. Tales of Symphonia Dawn of the New Worlds, which is also part of Chronicles, $10 on PS3. If you're PS Plus, it's $8. So, uh, Play the first games? one, maybe not the second. Maybe not the second one? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, for $10, you get a... That's a lot of RPG to get, too, I bet. Yeah. All right. Europe. So all that stuff was North America. Here's the Europe stuff. Sales and price cuts. Final Fantasy VII, PlayStation 1 Classics, 5 euros, 4 pounds. Final Fantasy VIII, PS1 Classic, 5 euros, 4 pounds. Risen for 360, 5 euros, 374 pounds. Risen 2 for 360, 5 euros, 374 pounds. Shin Megami Tensei, Double Survivor, overclocked on the 3DS, 12 euros, 10 pounds. And, and there's the 12 Deers of Christmas thing, which I don't know what that is, but you mentioned that they're not offered here. So that yeah, mean? that's just a bunch of like forty-eight hour sales. So. Oh, really? Hmm. I didn't know they were doing this. Well, I think oh. they do it in Europe every year. I don't think it's. Oh, it's not in the think... U.S. Okay. Yeah, I was like, that's Europe only thing. Darn it! You had a nice uh, price on a uh, Dagon Ropa. So, hmm. I'll put starting today. So, if you're in Europe, uh, all right. it's probably done by the time you listen to this. Okay. So if there, not, uh, go by. Say what? If not, go buy it. Yeah, if not, go buy it. Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good point. Uh, NIS America actually has like this uh, bundle of Danganronpa 1 and 2, so um, that's a good way to get it, too. And uh, with that, I think we're done, folks. Anything you want to tell the folks, Alice? Uh, no, I don't think I have anything to say. Go play World, more World of Warcraft, I guess. Okay. Alex, did you play Ragnarok Odyssey Ace by any chance? No, I played a bit of the original Ragnarok Odyssey. Because NIS um, has that on sale, too, and I'm wondering if it's worth picking yeah. up Ace. Nah, I then, didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> it's, sort of, it's one of the Monster Hunter games, style games. But didn't you like the um, the most recent one of those? The Freedom Wars. Freedom Wars? Yeah, yeah. I like it when they've got interesting settings and stories, and this one really didn't. Ah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Okay. Well, thanks, everybody, for joining us. What are you going to be playing this week, Alice? Uh, well, probably the same stuff that I've been playing last week. More World of Warcraft and more NBA. No, and, you um, uh, yeah. Pokemon. Pokemon, okay. Oh, yeah. uh, actually, no, wait, no, I can't do that until Christmas. I was going to say, isn't um, Super Smash Bros. coming out in Europe very soon? It's out now. Yeah, it, oh. it is actually out now. One, it is actually out now, but then two, I remember that I asked for it for Christmas. So. I did too. Ah. That's why I'm not playing it. <laughs> yeah. It's good. I'll just have to tide myself over with the 3DS version until Christmas. Can everyone yeah. come over to my house on Christmas so we can play 8-player Smash? I would really I'm appreciate sorry, that. I'm sorry, Chris, but I live on the wrong continent. I want to, I want to play more 8-player Smash. Okay. <sighs> Alex, what will you be playing this week? Um, more Tears of 2. And probably some Tales of Hearts are. And I guess I should play Fantasy Hero at some point. Maybe. Oh, I should probably buy that, actually. Tales of Hearts are. Okay. I, mean, I was going to say be... Fantasy Hero? Didn't we just talk uh, yeah. about this? <laughs> um, although, 
Yeah, you can't buy it's that probably, anyway. It's, not it's probably <laughs> better than Tales of Innocence are. Probably. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with Hearts Fair enough. And I'll probably play some Madden now that I've been knocked out of the RP game of the Fantasy League. Yeah, least. sorry. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, at least I sort of half took you down at the same time. But, like, <laughs> yeah, you, you did. And it really sucks. Um, what? Wait, if you win this week, doesn't it help me? I forget. Uh, yeah, I think I have to win to get, give you any chance. Yeah, so don't 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 give up. Don't throw well, it yet. Te- technically, I can still win, but I need to score about three hundred points. <laughs> <laughs> That'll happen, right? Oh, I feel so ah! I scored so many points last week, and it didn't matter. <sighs> wow! <Wah. sighs> All right, enough fantasy. All right, I'm I'm just gonna play WoW this week. I'm just be honest with you. I maybe a little bit of Pokemon, but. I'm loving this game so much, so it'll be more World of Warcraft for me. If there's something I really should be putting more time into, please feel free to email me uh, or tweet at me at Sob1001 and beg me to play it, and I'll play it instead. Oh, I gotta organize. I gotta organize multiplayer stuff for site because I'd like to do another speedrunners night like we did on Extra Life because that was really fun. All right. Random thoughts aside, thanks everybody for watching. We'll be back next week uh, with another RPG cast. Uh, until then, you can send in your feedback podcast or rpgamer.com where it might be read up to a month but late because of how behind I am. Well, t- two months late because of how behind I am on email. Um, <laughs> you can send a voicemail 608-729-4098 608-729-4098 and uh, we'll play it right here on the show live. Well, I guess you'd be recorded so you wouldn't be live but close enough. And of course, you can leave it on the show thread board.rpgamer.com latest update section. Wait, let me say it slow for people listening on fast speed board.rpgamer.com latest updates and then you can go find the thread and post in there that's that's for any of those uh, iPod listeners who listen on two speed um, and you can uh, follow the show and follow us on twitter twitter.com slash rpgamer twitter.com slash 1001 for me what are you on twitter Alex anything uh, Seth Mimera Severin Mira, S-E-V-E-R-I-N-M-I-R-A. And Alice, you on Twitter? You don't even do Twitter anymore, do you? What? No, I've got a Twitter account. Oh, yeah, Mecha Quinn. No, it's renamed now. Oh. Mecha underscore Alice. Mecha Alice. Mecha underscore Alice. Mecha Alice was taken, huh? I think it was, actually. (laughs) That kind of stinks. (laughs) All right. Uh, With that, thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Until then, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.